Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Ephesians chapter 3 tonight. We're going to continue. As you know, we've been going verse by verse through the book of Ephesians. You say, man, Ephesians, I've never read that. Well, you should, especially if you've accepted Jesus. You've read through the Gospels. We've, many of us read through the book of John, or you're reading through it now, or you've read through other parts of the Bible. Ephesians is one of the epistles. It's a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to one of the early churches. All right, This was the church at Ephesus. It's in present-day Turkey. It was referred to as Asia Minor back then. All right, So we're in Ephesians chapter 3, and I'm going to start with verse 12 tonight, and then we're going to get into it. All right, So... Verse 12, look at what he says. Because of Christ and our faith in Him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Okay? Praise God. You have access to the Holy of Holies. We talked about that last week. By the blood of Jesus, you can go where many priests were not allowed to go, where, where many people were not allowed to go in the Old Testament, and that's the Holy of Holies, the very presence of God. That's powerful because of the blood of Jesus. Now look at verse 13. So please, look at what the Apostle Paul says. He's, as an aside, he also says, so please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. The Apostle Paul, if you studied his life, you think you've had problems? This guy was a man of God. He was, and you know how, it, you know how we are. He said, man, I've been going to church. Why am I going through stuff? Look at the Apostle Paul's life. Look at Jesus' life. He was perfect. And he went through all kinds of stuff. That's not to discourage anybody, but I need everybody in the house to know all the time that when you serve God, you go through stuff. You do. Now, Scripture says the way of the transgressor is hard, but you got to remember this. You're going to go through stuff regardless. I'd rather go through stuff with God. All right? So Jesus was perfect when he went through stuff. The Apostle Paul, man, he, he had some battles. His life began with, or his spiritual life began with, the Lord speaking to a man of God to go pray for the Apostle Paul before he was an apostle who said, I'm going to show him what great things he has to suffer. Oh, wow. What great things he has to suffer. Thank you. And he, man, he was shipwrecked. He was beaten with whips. He was stoned one time and left for dead. Um, let's see. He was run out of town. Just one thing after another. One time... He survived a shipwreck, and they, got, they, they made it to the island. I forget the name of the island right now, but they get to the island, and after they survived the shipwreck, they're building a fire, I guess, on the beach or whatever, and a poisonous snake bit him. And the locals looked at him, and the Apostle Paul shook it off into the fire and kept going. They knew it was poisonous, so they were waiting for him to swell up and die. They thought, oh, man, he escaped the sea, but, man, he must be cursed. He must be a murderer. He's going to die anyway. He escaped the sea, and now a snake bit him. He's, he's a goner. Well, guess what? Nothing happened to him, so then they thought he was a god. But the, he was just a man of faith. The enemy was out to get him, but at the same time, God allowed him to go through trials, and it, it was the backbone of his writing. It was the backbone of the revelation that God gave him. He was going through stuff. He was getting revelation in prison, all kinds of crazy stuff. Now, don't tell me you go to prison for, for breaking the law around here, and then you say, man, I went to prison so God could speak to me. Well, maybe, 
But you know what I mean? It'd be better to stay out of prison in the United States of America if you can. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 13. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. Before I get into the next verse, let me repeat what I said last week. Okay, let's go to verse 1. Chapter 3, verse 1, what does this say? He begins the chapter by saying, When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for the benefit of you Gentiles, he starts a thought, and then he goes into 12 verses talking about other stuff. Well, now, in verse 14, he's about to complete that thought that he began in verse 1. Does that make sense? He's kind of a, what's the word? A very fluid writer. The Apostle Paul, you study his, his stuff, the stuff he wrote, and he flows. It has its own structure. It's unique, but he's talking about all kinds of stuff. He has long sentences, so you've got to slow down and just break it down sometimes. So he says, when I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles. We went over all those verses last week. So now let's go to verse 14. Go to verse 14 and look at what he says. He repeats himself. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father. Look at this. The creator of everything in heaven and on earth. All right? Look at what he prays here. And we're going to, this is what I pray for you and this is what I pray for me as well. Because this is powerful. Look at this prayer. I'm going to just pray, uh, read through it, but it is a prayer that he wrote down for the Ephesians. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources... He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. How many of you need inner strength right now? You ever seen folks that just fold and you thought, oh man, it must have been something on the outside. No, it was, there was a lack of inner strength. They just folded. Okay? Let's go on to the next verse. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete. Look at this powerful verse. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You can only be made complete in God's love. Do you see that? Verse 20, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Some translations say exceedingly abundantly. Way more. He can go way beyond what you can even imagine. All right. Verse 21, glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now that concludes chapter 3, but I want to go back through this prayer with you. So let's go back to verse 14. And we're going to just pick our way through this. Verse 14. So he says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I mentioned this in Bible study last night. I was talking to somebody right before we began Bible study, but I've said this before and I've said it recently, is it takes way more faith to believe that all this just happened than it does to just believe there's a creator. Your body is so complex. The world you live in is so complex. Let's give you a crazy example here. There was a, there's a process in... In, in environmental studies, and they call it desertization, 
where areas start to turn into desert. Okay? I don't remember the guy's name, but some brilliant guy, and he studied the environment, he said, he had a theory. He said, why don't we just have, like, sheep herders and cattle herders, basically ranchers, you know, who, who go around and have their, their cattle eat and, and their goats and their sheep and all that. He said, on the edge of those deserts, I'm going to start having these, these deserts that are forming, okay? Growing deserts, basically. He says, I'm going to start having them do what they do as ranchers and shepherds, okay? Sheep, cattle, goats, whatever. Look, look, at, look at God's earth, how he made this, and how he created it for us and for the animals that he put on this earth. I don't remember this guy's name, but he discovered, I believe he discovered it in the 70s, that if you allow a, sh- a shepherd, a rancher out there, to have their cattle and have them, you know, eating and sleeping and doing the things that animals do out there, using the restroom even, just part of processes, that after a while, you begin to reclaim land from the desert and it makes the land bloom again. All because you put them animals where they belong with one of us, a a human being, someone created in God's image, over those animals and the earth begins to prosper again. And you start reclaiming land from the desert. Greenery comes back and it's all part of a natural process. And they figured this out. It's amazing. And you can add something to an ecosystem somewhere and it causes a chain reaction that causes the whole thing to be blessed. And I don't, I don't remember what all that's called, but here's my point. He is the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. God knows how it works. Now for people to say, if there's less people on the planet, the planet will do better, they don't know God and they don't know His will. Now I'm not one to say, oh, you should just be polluting and throwing trash out there. No, I've, I've missed the trash can before somewhere at a convenience store. I've missed the trash can and I've felt convicted. I'm like, I got to go. I'm on I, I, Oh, man, Lord, okay. It's just, man. And don't get me wrong, everybody's done that when you're a kid. It's like, man, let me see if I can just sneak a trash out the window. It's against, it's against the rules. Don't mess with Texas, right? <laughs> Toss something out the window. That's terrible. I believe we should take care of the environment. But there, there, there's a teaching now with the Greenpeace movement and, and Global Green and all this stuff that... Uh, the, the whole green revolution, that less people is better and that we've ruined the planet and it's all on us, but they don't understand that we were created to take care of the planet. Are they right in that we've messed up before? Sure. But the planet needs humans, just like it needs its animals, just like it needs rain, all right? And the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, he knows that, okay? I don't know why I shared that tonight, but I just felt like that needed to be said. The creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Look at verse 16. I love this. I was reading in Scripture this week, and uh, God's talking, and He says, He says, uh, basically, He said in a chapter in the Old Testament, I own it all. I own it all. The cattle are mine. And the silver and gold's mine. I, I, I don't need your stuff, is what God's saying. I was talking with someone before the service. You make jokes about that because people, people have had bad experiences at churches and say, man, well, how much do I got to pay to go there? What, like if there's an entrance fee? Like a cover charge at the door? No. 
not I don't know how other churches are run, but most of the Bible teaching churches I know here in town, I mean, it's between you and you, you and God, what you give to him. You can give or not give, but I'm going to tell you right now, people say, man, I don't, I can't afford to give God the tithe, 10%. I'm not giving God 10% of my money. Well, my, here's my question. Here's how I was taught. Would you rather have 90% that's blessed or 100% that's cursed? It's that simple. God talks about it. People say it's not mentioned in the New Testament. Oh, Jesus himself said you should tithe. Get with me later and I'll show you where. But you should tithe. And those that do it, they've proved that they're blessed. I've seen it. People say, oh, man. No, they're just, man, the church just wants money. Hey, I'm sure some people have some bad experiences with some folks. But this church, no, that I don't want your money. I want you to be blessed. God's going to take care of me. God's going to take care of me. He's always taking care of this ministry. He's paid for these buildings. He's always taking care of it as long as we preach the word. And dad's always said that, and it's so true. But I do know this, that God himself has glorious, unlimited resources. Had a guy several years back, and we were surprised. Me and Barry were so surprised. The guy, he, uh, it was strange. He called or texted me and goes, hey, how's the church doing financially? That seemed like such an odd text. I thought, what? Um, we're doing fine. How are you? You know what I mean? I don't, I don't even remember what I answered. I just kind of, it's hard to catch me off guard, but he caught me off guard. How's the church doing financially? And he said something like, I'd like to make a donation. I thought, wow. He's, he, maybe he's going to give, and I knew, I knew the source. I thought, no way, but I thought, wow, he, maybe he came into some money. He's going to give $10 million. How's the church doing? Real strange thinking. He, need, he needed his mind renewed. I'm talking about that on Sunday, so you need to join us too. But listen, so I thought this was strange. So later on, I came back and asked, I asked uh, um, someone in the office there. I, I asked the administrator, and I said, um, I don't usually do this, I said, but it was so odd. I said, how much did he give? Because I don't care what people give as a whole, but it was so strange, and the dude was so odd. I said, I, I want to know. How much did he give? $30. What the heck? So I don't even know where he was coming from with that. Can you imagine? Oh, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you. I love it. I love it. And some people say, man, Pastor Fabian's just a soldier and this and that. No, he is. He's tough. I love it when Dad says, God doesn't want your donations and he doesn't need them. I'm going I'm to make a donation. No, hold it. I mean, it, it, and, and make sure it's done with a good attitude or don't do it at all. That's between you and God, man. I actually tell people, hey, don't do it unless you believe. Because I can tell you right now, God has always taken care of us because we've, we've given. We've given to people, but we've always prioritized and said, given tithe and offering to God, and we've always been blessed here, always. And that's in our personal lives. But can you imagine after all that, how's the church finances? And then I asked Barry, how, how, much, how much did that dude give? $30 or something weird. I was like, what? And I joked with him later. I said, I said man, I, I was expecting the guy to like, Hey, I'm going to fund a whole new building project, or here's $10 million or something. But how weird. I love this verse. It says, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. God doesn't need my money. God doesn't need my blessing. He loves me. He wants to be in relationship with me, just like you. He wants to be in relationship with you. But that whole thing of 
I, and people have said this, and they'll even debate it, say, God needs us. I don't know. Someone else was wise and said, God is God all by himself. He don't need nobody else. He's self-sufficient. Does he want to be in a relationship with you, though? Does he love you? Yes. Does he want you in heaven with him? Oh, yes. Did Jesus die on the cross for you? Oh, yes. But is God going to be okay if we don't give? Oh, yes. Does God have unlimited resources? Oh, yeah. Scripture says it right there. He's got it all, man. He's got it all. Why do I serve God? He's got it all. I need him. His resources are unlimited. And those same unlimited resources, we pray that he will empower us, give us the strength and the power, the ability to have inner strength through his spirit. And man, we need that more than ever now. The world is looking for examples right now. The world's looking for someone who stands for something. I need to throw this in there. I heard this recently, and it's unforgettable. I need to quote it again. I need to quote it on Sunday morning. I need to quote it in Bible study. Somebody gave, he was some kind of man of God. Man of God. I don't know, a God-fearing guy. He gave to a Christian university at the beginning of the COVID season. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. March. The stock market was crashing, and this guy showed up to a Christian university and gave all kinds of money. I don't know how much he gave. And the president of the university tells his friend, calls him by first name, goes, Wow, man, aren't you afraid to give that kind of money right now? And the guy said something that I'll never forget. He said, We need to realize that unless we fear God, we're going to fear everything else. Wow. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Scripture says fear of man, fear of other people is a snare. It's a trap. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he has it all. Why would you fear anything else? Anyone else? He will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Wow. Verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's what's going on with you right now. That's what's going on with me right now. Jesus has made his home in our hearts because we trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. One translation says you will be rooted and grounded in God's love. Anybody ever planted something in here? You've planted some stuff? Well, I remember, I don't know, it was April and May, I was giving all kinds of examples about mulberries, and we planted a tree, and we planted... Well, we, we transplanted recently some, uh, I think they're called canna lilies. Very beautiful. But they were on the side of the house that got too much sun. It was partial, it was part of the day, but it was just messing them up. Well, we got down in there and transplanted them, and one of them didn't have any leaves or anything. It had a little nothing like that, and that got broken off. So all it had was roots. So we moved it around the house, through the backyard, and moved it in, into a little corner. And here's what's interesting is let's go back to verse 17. I want you to see that again. After all that, all the stuff that was happening on the surface, sunburn, <laughs> sun damage, whatever you want to call it, couldn't even see the top of the plant. But I noticed that the roots were strong enough in those plants, especially one, one in particular. The last week I've noticed that there's green little stems and leaves coming out of that thing, and they're beautiful. The roots were strong enough. The roots were strong enough. 
There's times where you're going to go through junk in life and people will think this is it. I don't know how they're going to make it out of that. There's times where you've thought that. You said, this is it. This is going to, and I've, I've had those thoughts over the years. You're going through a battle. Maybe it's a weakness. Maybe it's a battle with who knows what or who knows who. And you go, man, I feel like this could finish me. But your roots were strong enough and here you are today. Somehow you made it with God's grace. There were roots in there. Somebody told me, and it just touched my heart. I think it was last night. Said, man, someone, yeah, well, it was last night. Said, somebody was praying for me. Man, I think I'm here today because my mom prayed for me. I really do. And dad, but man, you know how moms are. Man, nobody like a mom to pray for you. But I tell you what, if, you haven't, if you're watching the live stream and you haven't been to church in a while, and you know me and I know you, Chances are I'm praying for you. You're going to make it. That's for everybody in this room, too. You're going to make it. Somebody's praying for you. God is with you. Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. They tell me, back to the mulberry tree, they tell me that the root system on those things can lift up the foundation of a house because the root system is way deeper and bigger than the actual tree itself. All right? So your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Sometimes people see you and they don't know what you've got or what you've been through. But yeah, you've still, you've still got something going on beneath the surface, right? Because you have God's love and it's deep, deep, thick roots. Let's go to the next verse. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should. This is, this is awesome. How wide, how long how high and how deep his love is. May you have an understanding of his love. Verse 19. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. I've been talking about love a lot just because it's so important. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power. That comes from God. That is a great translation. Let's read that verse again. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You ever been at a place in your life where you just knew something was missing? You ever been to that point and you're like, something's, I'm missing something. I miss, I don't know what it is, man, maybe, and you know, you know how it is. I don't know everybody's story in here. You said, maybe you said, no, maybe I just, I just, I, it's, I need a drug or I need alcohol or I need a relationship or I need more money. That'll do it. I mean, scripture tells you, um, is it in the book of uh, Ecclesiastes? It says, in one translation, it says money answers all things. Now that's scripture. Okay. So you got to look at that and look under the surface. Yeah, money does answer all things. It just doesn't give the right answer. It does answer all things. You say, my kid's being a, a punk. Well, I'm going to discipline him. Let's send him off to boarding school. Well, did it provide an answer? Sure. Is it the right answer? I don't know. Because I've read in other places that money can buy you a date maybe, but it can't buy you love. Right? It can buy you a bed, but it can't buy you sleep. But I'm going to tell you something right now is experiencing the love of Christ so it is too great to understand fully. Wow. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The only way you're going to be complete in life 
and in eternity is your relationship with God through Jesus. That's it. That's it. I've talked to people over the years, and some people have crazy stories, man. I've talked to people that came out of the drug culture, and they did this, and they did that. And I'm like, was it, was it enough? Did it make you happy making all that money, and you made this, and you had money stored away, and you had this? Did it make you happy? And said, no, man, I was paranoid. I was miserable. I hated it. I had a hard time. I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure it out. I was, and I've had people tell me that personally. No, because you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from what? That's it. He's the answer to the question. He's the period at the end of the sentence, but he's the capital letter at the beginning. Script. Jesus himself said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. In our language, that would be I'm the A and I'm the Z and I'm the A to the Z. I'm everything. I'm the beginning, the end. I'm everything in between. I'm everything that you need. That's powerful. All the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Verse 20. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Once again, you've got to believe and you've got to walk this out. You've got to show your faith by obeying him. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish what? How much? I'll just just part of what we ask or think. No, infinitely more than we ask or think. You, you can go to simple things that, I mean, they're important in life, but they're not that important, like believing God for a car or a house. God can always give you more than what you even imagined. I've seen it happen even in our lives. Just, and we live simply. We live on a humble street. But man, I remember when we were praying for that house nine years ago, and we, we were thinking, how on earth could we ever do this? How can we even, we have the credit for it, but that's it. Like, what do we do? The, and then the house prices weren't right. And so this is to encourage whoever's believing God for a house, whoever's believing God for anything in life, for that kid to come back home, or for somebody in your, right, uh, uh, somebody in your, uh, your life to get right. I'm going to tell you right now. Through his mighty power at work within us, he can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So get out of your own head. You can't figure it out sometimes. There's some things you can, a lot of things you can't. A lot of things you can't figure out. You don't know how it's going to work. I've been there, man, where I said, wait, this doesn't add up, and that doesn't, this, this, and God did some amazing thing and just took care of it. So you just keep trusting him. Verse 21, glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever amen somebody say forever and ever that's a long time huh have you ever wondered have you ever even tried to wrap your mind around it some of you may have but you know i was raised uh, in scripture raised hearing the bible learning bible stories reading my bible and you start thinking about eternity has anyone ever just thought man ten thousand years from now i can't even conceive that you ever thought stuff like that do you remember the song amazing grace well, one of the verses says something about 10,000 years and we'll just, it'll just begun. It will we'll have just begun. And that's so hard to conceive. But God doesn't live in time. He created time for his purposes. You've got to remember that. God is beyond time. So sometimes you say, man, I don't have time. Or I don't. Well, you've got to make time for certain things. You've got to be organized with your time because we have 24 hours in a day. We've all been given the same amount of time day by day. Okay, but God, he operates in another realm and he can he can do in one second 
right? What could take a lifetime for you? My dad's always said that. God can give you a word that can change your life forever, but he could do something right now that you could never get done on your own. And you got to remember that. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. He said, so be it. Amen. All it means is so be it. Somebody say, so be it. That's all it means. Let it be so. That's it. That's all it means. Any questions tonight about what I spoke about? I have a feeling you're not going to ask any questions, but just a sneaky feeling. We finished chapter three, so let's pray. Let's pray, man. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. Let's just pray right now. I'm going to do something that's dear to my heart, something I'm called to do, something I feel responsible to do, and that is if there's anyone in this house who has never accepted Jesus or made him their Lord, or you've been up and away from God, either one of those, you've never accepted Jesus, or you need to come back home to him. Nobody's looking right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Just raise your hand, and I want to pray with you. If there's anyone in this house, God bless you. God bless you. You're coming back home. You're coming back home. And if there's anyone joining us on the live stream, or you're going to listen to this later on the audio recording, this is for you as well. So everybody repeat this prayer with me. Repeat it after me as a church family today. Let's go ahead and say, Heavenly Father, I need you. Can't do it on my own. I've proven that. Forgive me. Cleanse me. I believe that Jesus is Lord. I know he's my Lord. I believe he died and rose again for me. But now I recommit my life. Forgive me, Lord. I've made a mess of things. The only way I can get it right is with your help. And I receive that right now. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Just, just a moment with God. I'm going to read through this prayer. And look at what the Apostle Paul says. It's, just, it's what we read through just now. He says, I pray, and you know what? I'm going to just pray this over you right now. I pray in Jesus' name that from His glorious unlimited resources, He will empower you, that's you, those listening to my voice, in this house, on the audio recording, on the live stream, wherever you are, whoever it is, with inner strength through His Spirit, that He would empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. Your roots, I speak this over you tonight. I can feel God's presence as I say it. I can feel His pleasure in you. You think God gave up on you. You think God was mad at you. He's not. I got good news. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Look at this prayer. And may you have, in Jesus' name, the power to understand, as God, all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. I declare this over you tonight. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. And then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able, through His mighty power at work within you, within me, within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church. That's the body of Christ. And in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. We believe it tonight, God. We unite our faith. Such a, such a powerful and profound prayer, but there's such a simplicity and a cleanness to it. And, and it's so to the point. It catches all these areas so quickly, God.
We submit our lives to you once again. You are all-powerful. We need you for whatever's coming next. We need you to deal with today. We need you to forget about the failures of yesterday or to just testify about them and about your goodness and about how you brought us through. But God, we need you. And we submit this prayer to you today, God, and I know that you've received it. We honor you. We thank you. We agree tonight. We feel your hand. We feel your presence. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you for being here tonight. Let's get ready and take up our tithe and offering, if you would. And I think, yeah, you know what, Michelle? Go ahead and help me, Mika, if you don't mind. Thank you so much. You will not be able to miss Michelle. She's wearing a bright red hoodie. Not that there's just a thousand of us in here or anything. But if you need an envelope for tither offering, go ahead and raise your hand. Remember, remember, there's different ways you can give here. You can give in church, in person at church. You can give in the office during the week. They're open 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. You can go to kingsgatehobs.com, click on the menu, go to give, or you can text to give at 45777. Let's pray in Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you for tonight. I thank you for your goodness and for your faithfulness. I thank you because you're mighty and you're holy. Thank you for the opportunity to give. We trust you. We can't do life without you, not with our breathing, not with our giving, not with our spiritual eyes, God. We just need your help. Scripture says that you even gave us the measure of faith. Our ability to believe was given to us. But, Lord, it's our responsibility to hear and hear the word because that's how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But thank you that you've given us everything we need. Life, power, salvation, and hope. We trust you tonight, Lord God, as we give, and we bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen.